Hi, I'm Simon Hartley. And I'm Helen Gunn-Martin. Welcome to Pep Talks. Uh, we are delighted to be joined by Sonia Saxton. Um, Helen, how do you know Sonia? So Sonia was introduced to me by a mutual friend. She had worked with their company and I then started speaking to Sonia and following her. So Sonia is an international coach, speaker and trainer and so much more than that I know from speaking to her. So we've kind of been chatting recently about, even before the pep talks, um, really talking from a business point of view about understanding how your brain functions and some quick tools so that you can understand the language patterns that affect your belief system. And that's just really where we were kind of looking at it. And then obviously when we started pep talks, I thought this is hugely important to all of us. Mm. This, is, this can make or break us at the moment. So um, thank you, Sonia. Thank you so much for, for joining us. And um, I'm going to hand over to you. Oh, thank you. Sonia, we were, we were chatting yesterday about um, what I call the conversation between your ears and you call internal chatter. Why is it so important for people at the moment to be able to understand it, be aware of it, and then start taking control over that conversation? Well, your internal chatter is like your best friend. And it's whether they are your best friend. Mm. If you had a friend that was being really negative and putting you down, and making you depressed you might not want to spend a lot of time with them and the question is what are you doing with your internal friend that internal chatter and i wanted to provide you some quick tips for being able to put yourself back in control to take the power back so that that internal chatter that friend is your best friend and not somebody who's getting you down and here are some key things you can do Number one, notice what's the tone in your head? Is it critical? Is it a bit, oh, a bit whiny? Is that helpful? It'd be so much better to, first of all, make that voice nurturing. You are in control. Unless you're suffering schizophrenia, you are in control of that voice. And practice making it nurturing, supportive. And the rule is, when you've done it seven to 21 times, sort of taking notice of yourself and saying, wait a minute, give myself a hard time here. Let's be a bit more respectful. Let's be kind to myself. You can start to change the tone. The second thing is language. Here are some words to stay away from. If somebody who was supposed to be a friend said, what you should do is this, you ought to, you must, won't be helpful it's better instead of saying should say i might maybe possibly instead of you ought to hmm, it's possible that i could do that i might want to do this use lots of what's called possibility language might maybe possibly when you use words like should ought must what you are doing is creating a critical parent in your head is that what you really, really want? And by changing that and practicing and creating a new habit, a new habit, which is your best friend, you'll actually feel a lot better. You probably heard out there in the press that you start to produce this thing called cortisol running around your system, a chemical in the brain that's not useful. If you do that, you might start to decrease 
something called, it's a technical name, but lymphocytes. Lymphocytes protect your immune system. You don't want to reduce them. You want to actually keep yourself protected. So some simple steps to start with. Change the tone, change the language you use with yourself. Mm. I think there are a lot of people who may not relate to that voice in their head as a friend at the moment. Um, because it doesn't really, as you said, it doesn't really sound like a friend. It's not how a, a, a really close friend would talk to you. Um, so I think, you know, turning, turning what might even sound like a foe into a friend uh, is a great first step. And, and for a lot of people, it, just the awareness of it, I guess, kicks them off. That awareness that actually this doesn't sound like a friendly conversation. Just, just being able to, to detect it first and then think, okay, so now I need to change it. And one of the ways in which um, you can start to change what's happening in your head is to keep yourself upbeat. So how do you keep yourself upbeat? Well, one of the first things you can do is get your chin up. You probably heard that expression in the war, you know, keep your chin up. It was born out of physiological fact that when you keep your chin up, you keep yourself in solution mode. And you want to do that because as soon as you start bringing your chin down and inhibiting your breathing pattern, etc., you'll take yourself downhill. So it's a simple way of remembering. Putting your chin down, you'll go downhill. Keeping your chin up, you're more likely to be in a positive state. And by making yourself conscious of what you're doing to yourself, you can decide. Mm. I'm in control here. I'm going to give myself the power back. And I'm going to change that tone and change the words because I want to make that inner voice that is always with you to be a good friend, yeah. a positive friend. I think we've all felt uncertain and anxious. And how do we, how does that voice, how can we lead that voice to lead us past this uncertainty into what we know will be the future? How do we, how do we get that chatter to be the positive influence? That internal chatter to focus on the positive and the future is to start, first of all, you've got to put yourself in the right state of mind. And that's by listing everything that actually is good in your life. Have you got roof over your head, food in your belly? That's a good start. What are the things that you are grateful for? And another little tip to start disconnecting that emotional negative part of the brain that may temporarily exist is to start seeing yourself from the outside looking in almost like imagining there was a window in the room and you were looking from the outside in on yourself in on you that you want to be friends with and say what sort of advice would you give yourself about what you're looking forward to in the future it might be a birthday it might be a walk in the woods when you're doing your daily exercise once a day, it might be something that's important to you, like, I don't know, baking, doing something in the garden. Focus on the things you can do, not what you can't do. So focus on, and having a routine is really important. Whilst you're in this new situation, you've got to have a plan. You've got to have a routine for the day. It might be as simple as getting up, doing this job, that job. Just think of all the jobs you can get done at home that maybe you haven't had time for before. 
it's very satisfying for the brain to have actually focused on what it has achieved. So, for example, something as simple as maybe sorting out one of those tasks at home will release something called dopamine. Dopamine is the reward chemical. And if you followed these simple steps about keeping your chin up, focusing on having achieved something, one of those tasks, ticking them off the list, that'll put you in a much better state of mind as long as you keep your chin up and you manage the internal voice to be a positive one. Mm. One, one thing I'm just touching on you, you talking about gratitude there this is one thing personally that I found enormously powerful um, I can remember years and years ago I was um, I was reading a book on holiday it's by a philosopher a German philosopher called Josef Piper mm. and uh, he was talking about happiness and that in, in his view happiness comes from, uh, through contemplation in the divine as he's, he phrases mm. it and for him because he was a devout Christian that meant worshipping God but I thought about what does that mean to me? And to me, it means really appreciating nature. And it was a, it, probably a few weeks after reading this, I was walking down a country lane and I had my, my head was full of stuff. You know, the, the chatter was quite noisy. It wasn't negative, but it was really noisy. I was just, you know, there was a juggle going on. And, uh, and I thought, oh, I'm not really enjoying this walk very much. And bizarrely, the sun was, was shining. It was spring. The birds were singing. I thought, okay, what would happen if I noticed this? And so I, I noticed the birds flitting between the hedgerows. And then I thought, what would happen if I went a stage further, further and appreciated this? And my life experience in those few steps changed dramatically. All of a sudden, I actually felt the joy of being outside, being in nature, feeling the wind on my face, enjoying the sunshine, enjoying the birds. And, and nothing else had changed apart from my own experience because I directed it differently by appreciating what was around me. Um, and I think this is an opportunity that everybody's got. But we don't always recognise it and, 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 and actually find the opportunity in it. That's a really good point, Simon, because when you're out, you're doing some of these things that we've already discussed. You tend to be keeping your chin up when you're looking up at the birds. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the fact that you are physically moving the body will actually put you in something called uh, an alpha state, which is a way of saying in a more relaxed state, which will slow down your breathing. And this is a really important component of physiology. When you slow down your breathing, you'll already start to feel better. And you're focusing on something outside of you instead of inside of you. And another little tip is that if you want to quieten the noise down in your head, is simply lift your chin. It'll sound weird, but just go with it. Lift your chin and smooth your tongue to the roof of your mouth because physiologically that acts as a gentle shut-off valve. Mm. And, you know, a mixture of lifting your chin, focusing on the future and the things you can do so you're releasing that dopamine actually making sure you take charge of that inner voice all these things will put you in a much better state of mind mm, yeah and accept things are what they are it is what it is yeah absolutely and, and um, we were just chatting about the um, the value of what i call mental filing time you know just just taking that time out and and you're right when you when you put your 
your brain waves in a different state by going out for a walk, by moving, etc. You allow your brain to do the mental piling and to make sense of the world um, and, and, and how valuable that is when you're transitioning from one thing to the other. But I also find it's a, it's a great way if you feel overwhelmed of just finding a, a, I call it the sort of mental emotional reset. Absolutely, because, you know, your brain, your brain uses 20% of your energy. So think of it like the budget. Think about it like the money in your purse. Would you waste it on negativity? Or would you boost it with something more positive, like going out for a walk mm. and enabling your brain to refile? Your brain needs that relaxed state to be able to put things in order. You can't do it if you fill it with loads of stuff. In fact, the brain can only manage a maximum of seven ideas it's seven plus or minus two based on mm, george yeah. 56 so simply put you never have more than five things going on <laughs> otherwise what you do is you scramble your brain and you go into shutdown which is a bit like being in a, a trans state which is not always useful so be careful about how many things you fill it with fill it with positive things what have I achieved today? I've cleaned that cupboard. I've, I don't know. I've baked that bread. I've done this. Focus on what you can do. And that so, will take you to a much better place. That is really important. I think, you know, social media plays a huge part in, well, in my work life. Obviously, it's something I have to monitor and monitor all that noise that's out there and, and look at that. But at the moment, I see it's filled with fear and people are scared about the economy they're scared about the future they're scared about each other really and what someone else is doing at the moment and so this weekend as we go into it and we know that our you know we're not going to have respite and going out or doing things that we have to stay put how do we manage what we are putting into our brain this weekend so we can be energized for monday what's your tips for that first of all what you put in is what you get out so if you're going to put unhelpful stuff in, like watching loads of stuff about what's going wrong rather than what's going right, it, ask yourself, honestly, is that useful? Mm. Number two is having decided what you're going to put in, actually make yourself a list of the things that are going to be good about moving forward. What are you going to do with your weekend? Remember that routine. You need something that's focused on what you have achieved, not what you're not able to control, because that's not really useful. And number three is to do something for you. You know, a bit of kindness for you goes a long way. The mind needs to know that you're giving back, because the mind, your body, and what you say to yourself are all connected in a cybernetic loop. So make sure that you actually do something for you. It might be just having a bath with a few bubbles. It might be you take some time out to do some exercise that you really like. You will know what is being kind to yourself, what actually gives back to yourself. And that will actually create the balance. You have to always give back. It's not enough. Sometimes, you know, when you're cooped up together, you think it's all about giving to everybody else. Mm. Actually, there needs to be a balance. Otherwise, your brain will start to complain. That will pass it to your body. You'll get a few aches and pains. 
you'll say the wrong thing. She's asked to say, no, I'm in control here. I'm going to decide what I'm going to put into my brain so I know what I'm going to get out of it for both my mind, my body, and what I'm saying to myself. And behavior breeds. If you're mm -hmm. positive, those around you will feel a lot more positive. Super. Help me keep it out there. Super. Sonia, that's absolutely brilliant. I think if, if there's one thing that you guys want to take away from this, most people understand that what you put in is what you get out. I mean, if we think about it in a nutritional sense, if you eat junk food, then you're not going to feel great. And, uh, and, and for me, listening to you now, Sonia, it's exactly the same with what we think, how we feel, how we treat ourselves. And that, you know, if we want to feel good, if we want positive thinking and feeling, we have to make sure we're kind of mentally and emotionally nourishing ourselves as well. Thank you very much. Guys, have a super weekend and we will see you next week for another episode of Pep Talks. Take care. Thank you. Thank you.